There are many, many, many companies in the Valley that are working on the exact same problem or have a similar idea. And so execution becomes everything. I'm Scott McGrew. Welcome to season two and 10 more interviews with the best minds on Sand Hill Road. There's this guy named Don Tatum, you may not know the name, who back in 1971 became the first chairman of Disney who wasn't named Disney. Can you imagine that? How intimidating that must have been? I thought of Tatum as I sat down with John Thompson. He's the first chairman of the board of Microsoft not named Bill Gates and helped appoint the new CEO of Microsoft, Satya Nadella. Is that not intimidating to take over Microsoft from Bill Gates? Yes. <laughs> uh, I would have to say I was a little bit reticent or reluctant because the question really does become, at least for me it did become, if Bill's in the boardroom and Steve's in the boardroom, how effective can I be as chairman with two founders or former CEOs, if you will, in the boardroom. Um, and so I wasn't all that excited about it, but it has obviously evolved to the point where I feel good about the job that Satya has done, and I feel good about the way the board has supported him through this process. And candidly, Bill, uh, while he may have been asking, well, what's my title going to be? And the answer is, you don't need a title. You're Bill Gates, right? <laughs> so it's all worked out pretty well. Thompson has had a string of successes, the chairman of Microsoft, before that as CEO of security company Symantec, and now just completing one year as a brand new venture capitalist at the prestigious firm Lightspeed Venture Partners. Your office staff should be aware, because I looked it up, you will have been in this office for almost exactly a year, just a couple of days from now. So happy one-year anniversary of being a venture capitalist. What is the, the biggest thing that surprised you as you become a, a relatively new venture capitalist? Not relatively new, a very fresh and new venture capitalist. Uh, I am just amazed at the level of creativity and energy and excitement that the founders of many of the companies that I've seen over the last year have about what they're doing. Now, admittedly, I'd say pick a number, 60, 70, 80% of them who walk through the door want to talk about AI and machine learning and all the things that are kind of the hot technologies today. I think the real issue for me has been to not just watch what they're trying to do, but watch how they build their teams. Uh, and because the success for any early stage company is more about the team's ability to execute than the idea that they had. Because there are many, many, many companies in the Valley that are working on the exact same problem or have a similar idea. And so execution becomes everything for these companies. And that's where, you know, some 40 plus years in the industry can be helpful to Lightspeed portfolio companies, quite frankly. When you left Symantec, that left high tech with essentially no, because Ursula Barnes had moved on from Xerox, no African-American CEOs. Um, did that, was that a factor? Is that something you thought about when you left Symantec? I didn't think about it when I left, nor when I joined. Uh, I made a huge, huge mistake 
on the first day of my announcement, about five o'clock in the morning, East Coast time, a press release goes out announcing John Thompson as the new CEO of Symantec. Well, about 10 o'clock, maybe 10.30, the world in the Bay Area realized, oh my gosh, he's black. And so the phone started to ring off the hook. And our um, communications team came in and says, all these reporters want to talk to you. I said, about what? Well, you're African-American. I went, I've been African-American for 40 years. I, you know, there's nothing new about that. So what's the big deal? And I went, oh, well, you're the highest ranking African-American. Look, I don't want to talk about that. And so if that's what they want to talk about, the answer is no. So they kept pounding at the door saying, John, you got to do this. You got to do this. So sure enough, at the end of the day, I said, okay, I'll do one interview. But I'll do that one interview predicated on the fact that they will not have a discussion with me about ethnicity, that this is about my preparedness or lack thereof to do the job. They went, okay, fine. So they share that with the reporter. He comes in, does a wonderful job. And as he's on his way out the door, he says, Mr. Thompson, can I ask you one final question? I'm sure, why not? He says, what's it like to be the highest ranking African-American in tech? And I lost it. I slammed my fist down on the table. I said, I will not be the picture poster child for African-Americans in Silicon Valley. That's not why I'm here, and then that's not why I want to be here. Well, guess what the headline was? I will not be the picture poster child for African-Americans. So I learned a valuable lesson uh, back in 1999 that uh, diversity is important, make no mistake about it, and those of us who are from more diverse backgrounds have to be more open, have to be more engaging in the process. And I, for you know, 40 plus years in the industry, have never really taken that point of view. My view was my performance is what matters. Uh, and you should evaluate me based upon my performance and ability to contribute, not simply because of my ethnic background. But you know, some people value that more than others. In the year that Thompson has been on Sand Hill Road, he's taken an interest in three things. Security, that's a natural given his background, the cloud, and genomics. Which of those three do you think has the most potential? Well, it's clear that the whole genome marketplace is evolving, not unlike tech did some 30 years ago. Um, and we're getting smarter and smarter and smarter about how to use genome sequencing as a way to not just detect early diagnosis of diseases, but quite frankly, to make preventive actions appropriate and, and, and right, if you will. And so I think of the things you just mentioned, um, candidly, I think this whole genome world is going to be unbelievably incredible over the course of the next pick at 10, 20 years. I joined that board, or the Illumina board, in large part because I have this philosophical view that my mom kind of instilled in me, which is life is about lifelong learning. And I can assure you I know nothing about <laughs> genome sequencing. And so this was an opportunity to, at this stage in my life, get involved in another industry, get involved in a whole different genre, if you will and learn something that could be fascinating and interesting, and it's proven to be just that. I was talking with John Hennessy, the uh, chairman of Google, who's kind of your counterpart, uh, and about the potential of, of government coming in 
and regulating in Silicon Valley. And I realize that's a very big topic. Uh, what, what kind of regulation are we talking? Privacy, genomics, big data, et cetera. Does Silicon Valley deserve some reg regulation? We have tweaked Washington for an awfully long time. Yeah, I, I think there are elements of how the technology business has evolved to the point where there are some things that we should consider on the regulatory front. I'll give you two as a case in point. Um, facial recognition technology. How should it be used? Um, if we don't manage how that's used, it can be used in a very, very destructive way. Um, and therefore, there are people who are advocates that there should be some regulatory oversight around facial recognition technology. Another somewhat related area is all around privacy. Um, how much data am I allowed to share? Ironically enough, we looked at a little company just yesterday where the platform they have allows them to be able to hold confidential data about you or me private but share the insights that come from it such that that data can be used to solve new or different problems that we've never been able to solve before, yet maintain the privacy component and the confidentiality component, if you will, of that data itself. That is a fascinating, fascinating investment opportunity, and I'm hoping that we get to win that one for sure. What is the right way for someone with a great idea, the next Uber or the, the next what have you, Salesforce, to say, hey, I need a minute of your time because I think you're really going to like this? Well, there's no shortage of people who want a minute of your time or my time or anyone else's time when it comes to finding capital to fund what they're doing. And so the, the process is truly random. You'll show up at a cocktail party and someone says, hey, I got an idea. Do you want to hear it? Or the normal process that Lightspeed uses, which is this unbelievable team of talented young technologists who are, in fact, driving the relationships with a lot of these founders. That is how most of the deals get through the front door. They come in. Um, a partner will do a deep dive. If he or she likes what they've seen, then another partner joins in and they do an even deeper dive. Um, rarely do I get involved in the front-end process. Normally, I'm more involved on the back-end once we have decided that, yes, we want to invest and they want us to invest. Uh, the flip side of that is I'm actually going to Seattle next Monday to look at a very early-stage company, relatively early-stage company, that is doing unbelievably well, where we'd love to consider an investment but along the way, we have to, one, learn more about the business, but convince them why we are the right partner for them as opposed to someone else up and down Sand Hill Road. This is a very competitive one-mile strip from 280 to whatever, Alameda de los Pugas. Uh, and that is what makes this so exciting to me, that I can see my good friend Mark Andreessen and say, why did we lose the deal to Andreessen? Or I can see my good friend at um, Greylock and said, we whooped their butt because we got that deal done. <laughs> so it's just an intensely competitive environment. And there's no shortage of really brilliant young founders that I just love to be with all the time. <laughs>
John Thompson of Lightspeed Venture Partners and chairman of Microsoft. Next week, behind the scenes of the Zoom IPO with Santi Subotovsky at Emergence Capital. For more interviews with Silicon Valley's most influential entrepreneurs, check me out on TV at Press Here. That's Sunday mornings on NBC Bay Area and everywhere in the world on iTunes and at PressHereTV.com.